Kessel slows the progress towards the line. Kept in the zone by Stevenson. Left circle, centered, score! Barbashev at the back door! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Marcia right side, feeds Eichel, opens up, he shoots, he scores! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lvsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Closing in on 24 hours until the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs. 6.30 start tomorrow night Mm. at T-Mobile Arena. Remember that because if you're going to the game, you want to be in your seat for all the festivities that lead up to puck drop at the uh, Fortress. Uh, also going to be having uh, the game on the big screen in Toshiba Plaza. Mm. So you, if you even if you don't have a ticket to the game, you want to go down, take part in the festivities. Uh, going to be tattoos, uh, haircuts, oh, nice. uh, all that. Remember the, they did the tattoos a couple of years ago? Yeah, I'm all like about real that. tattoos. Yeah, you can do that. You can there'll, get be, one? there'll be kids tattoos oh, down there. Nice. So if you, if you don't want the permanent oh, stuff, awesome. you can uh, you can do that. Uh, but uh, but the uh, the haircuts as well get you set up in you, like Chapman. Uh-huh. Yeah, what, what kind I'm of haircuts are you talking about? I'm like, talking are they going to like shave the, the VGK logo in my head? Well, they, if you if you want them, I, to. I mean, I You've don't think I got can... it on your butt. Yeah, that's true. Wow, there's nothing wrong with that. That's true. Yes. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's a VGK tattoo, by the Are, way. If, if you're yeah. going to get go down there, mm-hmm. uh, free tattoo, a VGK tattoo. Are you going to get the kid's cat tattoo? Uh, well, my, yeah, if I could, but I'll be on the air with you. Oh, come and on. And then I've got to go on deep TV. Early, we'll, we'll, give you, we'll give you an exemption. Yeah, and, and you know what? It'll be cool if you go on TV because you could then promote it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Think marketing. about it from that yeah. perspective. Right. I don't know whether they have a big enough one for my bicep. Uh, I think they've got a big enough Millard one for your Millard with bicep. the 24-inch pythons over here. With the 16-inch <laughs> The, pro- the problem, uh, actually, in, in, in all seriousness, the problem is it would it, it would go down around my bicep like mm. three times. Mm. And, and it would uh, it wouldn't... <laughs> wouldn't make the it tattoo would, would, look it right. It would irritate his skin. Uh, that, that, that's a problem with that. Uh, we got a uh, lot to get into this uh, hour on the VGK Insider Show. The Golden Knights opening up against the Winnipeg Jets. The season series went to Vegas. 3 mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of wins at home, and then the big win uh, on the road. They were all different games. One, they just blitzed. David Riddick in the uh, first period. Mm-hmm. Uh, most goals in a period all year, uh, and which was equaled one other time. Uh, the second game was a barn burner at T-Mobile in which Connor Hellebuck was uh, absolutely brilliant. Best mm-hmm. game I've ever seen him play yeah. uh, live, and he was on fire. But Vegas won the game in overtime on the Jack Eichel slam dunk. And remember the game in Winnipeg was a game that uh, the Vegas power play really stepped up. Mm-hmm. That was Danil Mirmanov mm-hmm. was was. Brilliant in that game, and uh, made a little personal history in in uh, elevating his game and uh, really establishing himself. That was when he became Mirmanov. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It was as you mentioned. They were all different games, pretty heavily front loaded to to the the season. In that the Golden Knights have not seen the Winnipeg Jets in a long time, in a while. So. I look at it. You you love the fact that Vegas was able to go three and zero. You like the fact that Vegas was able to score on Connor Hellebuck when they went up to Winnipeg, and that you know you have some goodwill going into this one, but it, maybe not as much, or you don't look too much at the season series because they haven't played recently against each other. You, well, Vegas three and zero, but has played its best hockey. Yeah, 
since the last time they played the Winnipeg Jets. Now, the Winnipeg Jets had a topsy-turvy uh, year. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, they were first overall uh, and, and uh, were battling uh, for that, that top seed in the Western Conference, and then they slipped out of the playoff picture or right there on the line. The coach was calling them out. Uh, they were pulling all the uh, strings to try to get them moved in the right direction. In the end, they moved some players around. Mark Shifley's going to start in the wing mm-hmm. uh, with Pierre-Luc Dubois and Kyle Connor. There's a very front-loaded offensive attack from the uh, yeah. the Winnipeg Jets and Blake Wheeler's uh, on the wing, the former captain uh, with Ehlers and Domestikov. And the the, the bottom six, uh, I love Lowry, I love Appleton, uh, great players, uh, Nita Ryers, uh, very uh, capable. But the bottom six, there's no contest mm-hmm. between these two teams. If, when you go through looking at the intangibles of this series, Winnipeg is the better defense. Uh, Winnipeg has the deeper lineup up front. Uh, Winnipeg star power. Uh, sorry, uh, Vegas has the better defense. Uh, Vegas has the the better forward. Sorry, I've got the, my words mixed up there. And when you talk about star power, Vegas has a lot of star power that can compete with the likes of Kyle Connor and Mark Shifley and Pierre-Luc Dubois with the uh, activation of Mark Stone and with the insertion uh, of Jack Eichel in a Stanley Cup playoff game for the first time. I think you're right on the money in that the bottom six for the Golden Knights is is going to be Really a difference maker in this series, in my opinion, especially if things hold the way that they are and you continue to have Mark Stone alongside Chandler Stevenson and Michael Amadio as your your de facto third line. I look at the Golden Knights as much more balanced top nine than what you're getting out of the Winnipeg Jets. A lot of Winnipeg's offense is going to have to come from that trio of Connor, Dubois, and Shifley. And, and then you you know, you know look at your second line, Ehlers, Nemestikov, Wheeler. You, you want that line to score too. But I think for the Golden Knights, if you're able to shut down the top end of the Winnipeg Jets, it's going to be a lot more difficult for Winnipeg to find enough offense to beat Vegas. And there will be an entire province right now uh, up in arms knowing that Mark Stone's <laughs> going to be back. And yeah. he's one of their guys. Yeah. Mark Stone, born, raised, Winnipeg, played junior hockey in Brandon. He's got that Keystone Province uh, stamp on him. Uh, but he's going to be the enemy in, in this series against the, the Winnipeg Jets as Mark Stone has been activated and Mark Stone is available. Mark Stone is in the lineup tomorrow night and Mark Stone spoke to the media today at City National Arena. Ben Goats, Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, Mark, can you just take us through what happened in that Florida game and what the recovery process has been like since then? Yeah, I mean, obviously disappointed. Um, I kind of thought I put that behind me, but uh, got a real good second opinion. Um, you know, kind of had a game plan going in. Um, took two weeks to, to see if I could return, uh, knowing that that was probably the last possible date that. Uh, I could get the surgery to be back uh, in time for tonight, so, or for tomorrow. So, um, feel really good. Feel really confident. Uh, excited to get back. Jesse Granger with the Athletic. Um, obviously, having two surgeries back to back. I guess how different was this one, and and what about this one? Confident that, that this one can can keep you healthy for good. Definitely different. Um, obviously, as you know, I saw a different doctor. Um, saw Jack's doctor. Um, obviously, seen the success that he's had um, with his surgery. Um, obviously, I think I had a really successful surgery the first time. Uh, just unfortunately, it came back, so um, I had to try and uh, do something different. And, um, I think right from the start, uh, I felt good. 
took away a lot of my uh, my pain and relieved a lot of my symptoms. Uh, you know, days after the surgery, so uh, that gave me uh, a lot of comfortability. Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. When you got back to training camp, you said you had felt great and you were having probably one of the best starts of, to a season of your career, and then all of that happens. Just how frustrating was it as far as the mental aspect and just not being able to continue what you had done to start the season? Yeah, I mean, hard to explain. I mean, pretty emotional, you know. Um, yeah, brought some tears to my eyes, obviously, but I'm excited to be back. Um, been a long two years, so uh, I don't want to miss this. Yeah. Uh, I want to play with these guys, so I'm excited to get back. Um, Ed Graney, Review Journal. During the rehab, was there a time where you said, can I get back for the playoffs, or was it the whole time you were pretty sure if everything went right, you'd be back for this time? Well, I mean, I had steps, right? Um, like I said, uh, I had two weeks to, to see if I could return and, and finish out the season. Um, and I had a, a bad setback, so um, I knew that if I, I met the goals, uh, you know, the first one being the first month and uh, start skating in six weeks, see how that went. Uh, I just haven't had any setbacks, so um, obviously everything had to align uh, for me to be ready to go for first night of the playoffs, and uh, thankfully it has. Uh, I've taken multiple MRIs, CT scans uh, to confirm it, so uh, over this last two weeks, I was just getting ready to uh, you know, be ready to play, and uh, I know my back's good. Uh, it was about just being mentally and physically ready to go, um, basically in other areas. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm playing my first game in three months, basically, in, in a playoff game, so I know it's a big jump, but uh, like you said, I don't want to miss it. Mark, well, uh, welcome back. Uh, Mike McIntyre from the Winnipeg Free Press. Um, I'm sure you, you would have been thrilled to be back against anybody, regardless of who you're playing. Is there anything extra special about the fact you're going to face your your hometown team in the first round, and uh, and I guess part B of that is just what are you expecting from the Jets team that you're going to face? Um, yeah, I mean, it's fun to play at home. Uh, my parents will be there. They'll be here, so uh, be a little different for that, but um, I guess i got to convince a lot of people, a lot of friends to, to wear Knights jerseys to the game in, in Winnipeg, <laughs> but um, big team, physical team. Um, you know, they got guys that can grind you down uh, so their goaltenders is really good um, but you can't look too much into them uh, especially going into game one obviously uh, after game one you're gonna uh, you're gonna find things that you, you got to tweak but um, we're playing really well right now going into into the playoffs uh, we were able to win the conference uh, by playing good hockey so uh, we'll focus on us uh, leading into game one and if we can make tweaks we'll make tweaks uh, as the series goes along uh, Sean Reynolds with Sportsnet. You talked about it being a big jump to start out in the playoffs. I guess you could look at it one of two ways, either that you're coming in and having to jump into the pressure cooker and the speed being at its highest of the season, or you could also look at it as coming in and being extremely fresh and being you know, a, a bit of a positive there. How do you look at that balance between you know rust versus rest? Uh, I would have liked to have played all 82 games this year, but um, obviously it didn't happen. I think my body's in a great spot. It feels great. Um, I guess sometimes I'm unfortunate, but uh, like I said, it's tough. I haven't played a, a game in, in three three months, so 
Um, it's going to be a bit of an adjustment, but uh, you know, fortunately, that, uh, the team's playing well. I, I don't have to come in and uh, you know try and be a dominant figure. I can just come in and be uh, and play, uh, play with my line mates. Uh, hopefully, help on a power play. Uh, just little things to uh, to try to make this team look just a little bit better than what we've been playing. I don't know. I, that never crosses my mind, really. I, I want to keep playing. Uh, I want to play as long as I can. Um, you play to win. Uh, and this, this, this time of year is why you, why you want to be in this situation. So um, I'm not worried about that uh, at all right now. Mark, what's the, the biggest thing you observed Um, just win. Uh, we found ways to win a, win a game. Every night we played, uh, we were right there, uh, uh, giving ourselves a chance to win the, win the game. Uh, had lots of guys go down, lots of guys step up. We played five goalies uh, after the All-Star break. Uh, they all got wins. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a resilient group. Um, bodes well for us going forward. Um, but the dynamics changing now. I can't dwell on playing good in the regular season. Uh, you got to play well uh, in the playoffs to, to win games. And ultimately, now you got to win four to seven. Bruce mentioned that he, he asked you to be around the team more while you're doing rehab. I guess how that like compared to the last time, uh, and, and how much do you think it helped you stay around the team and be around things? I don't know. Um, last year, I had a lot of my rehab out of town. Um, a lot of one-on-one -on -one stuff. So wasn't in the city a lot actually. So uh, this year, stay put. Um, it was better for me on and off the ice. Obviously, my wife was pregnant, so didn't really want to spend a ton of time uh, away there. So um, yeah, I was at the rink every day. Uh, it's tough when you're not playing; you don't feel part of it. Uh, so you try to uh, incorporate yourself. Uh, you know, either hop into a meeting, just to, just hop into a meeting, or um, you know, stick around. The post-game celebration, stuff like that. Just, uh, just try to, just try to bring a smile on your face. It's not always easy every day uh, when you're injured. What has other been like so far? That's fun. Uh, changed my life for sure. Is that one more, Mark? Yeah, I mean, I've pretty much played almost every shift with with Stevie since. I don't know, December when he got traded here, so um, that helps for sure. Uh, with his speed, he can kind of carry carry me a little bit uh, out there to start, so uh, once I get my legs underneath me, um, it'll help a lot. And, um, with Amla, that was pretty much, I think he was the last winger I played with uh, when I got hurt, so um, it's nice that uh, you know, Butch has given me some familiarity and uh, hopefully don't disrupt too much uh, team chemistry. Just uh, get Here's Mark Stone from this morning uh, with the media and assemble press conference. Doesn't happen very much for mm -hmm. uh, a player that uh, an athlete has brought into that mm -hmm. room. Uh, but knowing that all the attention that uh, is focused on the Vegas Golden Knights captain, I loved hearing how emotional it, it just struck me mm -hmm. as how important it was to get back in this situation that it brought him to, to tears. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I think, you know, when Mark Stone's talking about how important it was and how much he wants to be a part of what this team is going through right now and getting to play in the playoffs and, and the 
the rigors of what he's had to go through over the last two seasons and, and how emotional it is for him now that he's in a position to join his team, to play for a Stanley Cup, to get back to the playoffs. Um, it, it really puts into perspective how much this means, how much it means to Mark Stone to be the heartbeat of this team, and, and I cannot wait to see him on the ice again. Mention the two-day break between games four and five. Mm-hmm. That's a big-time advantage for Mark Stone. Plays right into the hands of because enthusiasm uh, is going to carry him through mm-hmm. the, the, the first part of this series. What he's going to go through tomorrow night and the excitement of, of being back in in game two uh, and being healthy. Going to Winnipeg is a thrill for uh, everybody in from Manitoba and mm-hmm. playing your hometown team. That's awesome. Hey, even though mom and dad will be here in Vegas, uh, but <laughs> but buddies, but that whiteout in that environment, yeah. it's electric in Winnipeg. Uh, Chapman's been through it. Uh, it's 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 a really cool hockey environment. That's going to get uh, get the blood flowing again. Once you get into it, though, there's there's going to eventually be a flat spot in emotion, hmm. uh, and having that two-day break is going to be huge for him to be able to just take a step back and then go into it. Uh, I love what you said about Chandler pushing the pace, uh, too, and being involved in that. And the, just the power play alone, mm-hmm. that, I think, is going to uh, boost uh, what the, the Vegas Golden Knights are going to offer. Yeah, we talked about it uh, a couple of times already today. When you look at Mark Stone and when you look at what the Golden Knights are running on the power play and the different options that he opens up just by being on the ice where he is and how many different looks he can give this Golden Knights power play, it can become something that Vegas utilizes to help them win a series. I truly believe that. Mark Stone on the power play makes the Golden Knights a team that can chip in a couple of power play goals that are important in the context of a series. Because he changes your power play. How? Well, he can provide a net front presence, tipping puck, screening the goaltender. Very good at that. Mm -hmm. Big body can get involved. And now that's also gives you an idea of where he is health wise, that he's going in the lineup, knowing he's going to play there. The other part is he can slide off to the side and either take the puck off to the right side of the goaltender if uh, if you're the goaltender's right, uh, looking at his blocker, and he can he can pass it up to the middle in the bumper, mm-hmm. or he can wrap it around and stuff it home, or he can go cross crease to the other the other way. He just he's got this reach and this ability to see the ice that changes that power play significantly. He is the biggest uh, provider of an alteration to the power play that this team has. Yeah, I think a lot of people are looking at it and saying, okay, well, what have the Golden Knights been missing on their power play? It's simple. They've been missing Mark Stone, mm-hmm. right? It, the, when Mark Stone was in the lineup earlier on this season through the month of uh, you know, late November into December, th- this Golden Knights power play was on a different level because of what Mark Stone was able to do, as you mentioned, net front or just off to the side, goal line play, his ability to make plays from that area. So when you've got that wrinkle reintroduced and you've got the players surrounding Mark Stone on that top unit and Jack Eichel, his ability to carry pucks in, and then once you get set up, slow things down, but still make those quick passes to open up lanes, I think you have the makings of something that can really do damage. And it's it's a, a very unique skill set that he brings because you think about the best power plays. you got one-timer on uh, either one of the wings, whether it's Ovechkin or Stamkos, uh, go, go mm-hmm. uh, through that list. Uh, or you've got a big shot from the point, but... 
or you got world class skill like Connor McDavid run, runs around, sure. and and he's got no real position because mm-hmm. it just rotates uh, around. Uh, this is this is different. Uh, what Mark Stone can offer, and it makes uh, a really happy head coach in Bruce Cassidy as we go back to City National Arena and get the thoughts of the head coach. The last practice before game number one. A uh, real important piece to our team, as everybody knows, um, not only on the ice, off the ice, everything he brings. So um, fortunate to have him. We didn't know how it would play out, to be perfectly honest. There was obviously a lot of medical boxes he had to check off before he could get back in the lineup. He's been able to do that. Credit to him, credit to our medical team for getting him up to speed. And um, just have to be careful. We don't expect too much. His first game in a long time, but, you know, no matter what, it's of influence for us. We'll see how we how he does. He'll play with Stevie and uh, Ammo. That's uh, the intent right now. That line was, was good earlier in the year. And we'll go from there. There's no minutes restriction in terms of what I've been told, other than the obvious. He hasn't played in a long time, so you got to be careful. You got to think big picture here a little bit and not run him into the ground the first game he's back. So, but having said that, once the game's on, you're 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 cleared to play. You're cleared to play. It's just. Um, I imagine there'll be rust, whether that's conditioning rust or hockey playing rust. It might be both or one. Um, we'll find out. Chris, he was just in here very emotional. He said he's close to tears talking about just the long recovery. Have you had that sense of just what a battle this has been for him to get ready? Well, I, I think there was – so there's two battles now, right, last year and this year. So he's gone through it again. The mark saw this year because I wasn't around last year. He was around. We wanted him around every day that he could be around, to be around the guys because I think it keeps uh, you um, sort of emotionally checked into hockey. Obviously, he became a father as well, so he had stuff going on outside of uh, I think that helps you too when you're when you're away from your teammates um, or away from playing, I guess, because he was around. So uh, happy for him. He's probably, listen, he's probably scared. Right. I mean, it's a big injury. I would assume that he, there were some question marks um, for him in his mind, like is, you know, how long is it going to be? Uh, how is it going to affect the rest of my life? You know, there's different things that go into it. So I can see that. Um, I think the best thing for Mark now is just let's go tomorrow. Get him in a game. Get him doing what he loves to do. And mine will just get right back to playing hockey. How important was it yeah, we thought it would be best with Stevie. They, they have the best partnership. Stevie's gone through a number of wingers this year. We had him with Jack and Stevie on the left wing, and we can still go back to that line. It was excellent for us. We have better balance the other way. But um, So he'll start. We were When he was back to practice with us, we put him from Stevie from the get-go. So if he was going to be cleared, he would go with him. Left winger will sort through. Um, try to work in pairs anyway, so that pair we've always liked. Well, what I've learned about him, he's a true professional. Uh, training camp, he's here every day. He wasn't ready to participate right away. Did his work, went to Henderson. Every time I talked to Manny or Freddie Brathwaite, things were going well. Very good for the other young goalies down there. Getting his game in order, working hard, uh, good leader, leadership skills and how he prepares to play. Comes up here, plays really well. Uh, gets hurt. Probably played some of the best hockey he's ever played. A stretch of, uh, I think it was Chicago, Dallas, and 
I'm forgetting the other game, but he was really good for us. And um, unfortunately got hurt, so now we're on to the next guy, which we've done all year. So to me, what, what, what do I think of him? I think he's a terrific pro. He's been an excellent goalie for us. Happy to have I believe he will be good to go as well. And I haven't heard anything different from the medical team. He's in a, he's in full contact. So I, I would suspect he'll be right back in there. One on a guy like Tegan Polisar, would seem that he's the kind of player that could really excel in playoffs. Like that's his kind of hockey, right? Well, he's been a, a a constant on what we'd call our. You know, we wanted an identity line at the start of the year, a blue line, go out, start games, start periods get the momentum back in our favor by playing a certain way. So he's been a part of that. Predominantly Nick Wall, Will Carrier, Will moved up, got hurt. Nick got hurt. He's been the one that's been, you know, here or there. I think he was sick once and then uh, took a bad hit in Carolina. But he's been a guy that's played his game every night. So we're happy to have him. And, yeah, he's a great four-check guy. In a Winnipeg has some mobile defensemen. They're going to get up the ice. You know, he could neutralize some of that if, if, if we're on time with our four-checks and physicality. And that's what he, we hope he brings. And, and he's pitched in. He's, he's scored, I think, eight even strength goals. Uh, he's a plus player. So he's, he's certainly uh, conscientious away from the puck. We trust him to play against other teams' good lines. And um, whoever's been with him, he's been excellent. You guys have been so consistent all year. I guess where's your confidence level at in this group entering the playoffs? Uh, I like where we're at. We've played well. Um, this is a different season, right? So different experiences. So, But we do have of guys that have been there and done it some have won the whole thing and some have done very well for vegas here in the in the night's uh history so i like that part of it this is there's not a lot of newness the newness is well it's lb a little bit right so those are the guys and they're key guys so let's see how they get through it but the rest of the guys should be they should be able to lean on anyone they want in the room those two if they need it and lb just to look right beside him with jonathan quick right he's been there and done it been the, been the guy so should be able to manage the highs and lows or help him with that Jack can look, you know, Stevie's won a cup. He can look to Petro. He can look to Barbie on his left wing who's won. There's a lot of different guys he can talk to as well. So I like that about our group. Um, you know, we're not so old that, you know, we have to really manage ourselves. We've still got some young legs. If these games stretch into overtimes, I like, I'm fine with that as well because we balance our, we're, we're, we're a three pairs, four line team. So there's lots to like about our team. Um, but you got to get out there and do it, right? So let's um, let's get started. So we can start talking about you know what we're going to change and all the adjustments that are going to happen. <clears throat> uh, we'll make that decision to, uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, Hilly's back on the ice again. Another good day for him. So we'll decide that tomorrow. But he is still in the room every day. Jonathan's been outstanding for us. Talk about <clears throat> LB being a like a true pro. Like Jonathan, his short time here has done everything that's been asked um, when he's not playing to, to help the other guys as well. I think we all would have rather started today, to be honest with you, get after it. Uh, it. It did give us an extra day off yesterday that we used. We had an optional skate. That will probably benefit you at some point down the road. Maybe not as much right now. We wanted to get going, but it is what it is. So tomorrow. Bruce Cassidy, uh, getting ready for game one tomorrow night. I'm with him. Mm-hmm. Like, rest is a weapon. I realize that, but. There's just something about opening night of the Stanley Cup playoffs that you want to be involved in. I, I I'm right there too. I, I want to get going, especially after last season. I, I just I tomorrow can't come fast enough. It's really that simple. You want to be uh, on that stage as fast as possible to uh, just experience everything. It just it 
it's great for Mark. Mm-hmm. He gets an extra day. Mm-hmm. I think it's good for uh, a lot of players to have that that extra day. But for somebody like uh, thinking Jack Eichel, yeah, I get it going because he's known <laughs> that yeah. they qualified for a while now. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the the mystery of the Jets qualifying just last week and, and getting in. Eichel's known, maybe not where they were going to finish, but he was going to be in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, uh, Lauren Bressois. Uh, get it going. Like the the more you have to wait, the uh, the the more things just turn around. Let's 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 get it. Now they have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Turn around and get it. Get into it. Uh, a couple of things uh, that he's been talking about uh, go, going in. Uh, the addition of Zach Whitecloud was a great confirmation today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. I think for for the Golden Knights, we've talked about how good this team has been when they've had their full complement of defensemen in the lineup. Ben Hutton's been fantastic. He is he has done a great job down the stretch for the Golden Knights. But I think if you look at it, you get the opportunity to have Zach Whitecloud back in the lineup with Nick Haig. You have Shea Theodore with a game under his belt back in the lineup as well. This Golden Knights team with their top six is phenomenal. Another player, and you talk about different guys that you're pumped up to see mm-hmm. in this situation. And Mark Stone with his enthusiasm, it, it goes without saying, even though I like saying it. But <laughs> Alec Martinez, mm. he, he had a, a drill today where he was jumping back to catch up uh, to, to a drill, and he was skating as fast as Alec Martinez can possibly skate. <laughs> uh, and and in-game, out-of-game, practice, whatever. But he was bust, and I thought, there, there's... There, when they call him the warrior, mm-hmm. it's it's true. Just his impact on this team uh, is one that I'm so happy for him to get back into this environment after what he uh, experienced uh, throughout last season and then and then this year. For me, Alec Martinez is built for and deserves and belongs in playoff hockey. He just does. He does all those little things that you need to do in order to win when the games matter the most. So I'm with you in that regard. I can't wait to see Martinez back in the fold. Braden McNabb is another player that comes to mind for me. It's all the little things. It's all the unsexy things. It's all the stuff that doesn't necessarily show up on the score sheet. But those are two players that really will set the physical tone for the Golden Knights as well as the the level that you've got to raise your game intensity-wise coming into the playoffs. Vegas Golden Knights have the edge on the blue line. Uh, they have the edge on the bottom six. They have the edge in the totality of the the forwards. Uh, the one area is in goal where Lauren Bressois is going to have to keep up with Connor Hellebeck. Doesn't have to out-goaltend him, mm-hmm. but has to keep up and make those saves that he's been able to uh, to supply. 7-0-3 in his 10 decisions in the National Hockey League this year. Lauren Bressois, uh, late to the party, but ready to just shake it out and get going. Pretty easy guy to root for, too. Absolutely. Uh, we've got one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, but right now let's uh, open up the phone line, 702-876-1340. Be caller number 9, and you can qualify to win a pair of Vegas Golden Knights, Winnipeg Jets playoff tickets to game number 2 on Thursday at T-Mobile Arena. You will instantly win a two-foot sub from Porta Subs, and then be entered into that draw. Caller number 9, 702-876-1340. Up next, it's one-timers. News notes from around the National Hockey League, including updated scores from the two games that are underway. Carlson left corner. Centered one-timer score! It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. 
Opening night of the Stanley Cup playoffs, four games on the schedule. Let's bring you up to date with what has already happened. The Carolina Hurricanes leading the New York Islanders by a goal in the second period. The Carolina Hurricanes with a surprise starter in goal. Antti Ranta gets the start for Carolina and allows uh, a pretty bad goal. But listen, it's the New York Islanders. It's going to be a struggle for them to score three. So we'll see how that game progresses, but right now 2-1 Carolina with about seven minutes left in the second period. And a matchup involving the last two President's Trophy winners, first place overall <laughs> during the regular season. Florida Panthers were there a year ago, got to the second round before falling to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're the uh, Lassie, the second wild card this year, to the uh, facing the record-holding Boston Bruins. Mm -hmm. Most points, most wins in the National Hockey League uh, this season in a single season in NHL history. And Boston, behind David Pasternak, has a one nothing lead at the end of the first period there. Alex Lyon going for the Florida Panthers. He stepped in and literally saved the season for the Florida Panthers, but the Panthers are uh, on a power play to start the second. Yeah, I, I thought the, the Panthers played pretty well in that first period, with the exception of Again, putting the Boston Bruins on the power play twice in the first five minutes. That's when Pasternak scores. It's special teams for Boston. Alex Lyon made a couple of really big saves in that first period. And Linus Olmark was full value for the Boston Bruins. So it'll be interesting to see how the Panthers adjust in the second period. Well, the Panthers don't need to adjust. They just need to score. That's fair. 15-8 were the shots in that first period, and uh, Allmark was under siege a couple of times uh, as Boston had trouble getting the, the puck out. Boston, <laughs> it should be noted, uh, has Allmark in net, the favorite to win the Vezina Trophy uh, mm -hmm. this year, the Jennings Trophy recipient along with Jeremy Swayman. Uh, he's not feeling great, but he is able to go. Patrice Bergeron is not in the lineup, the Boston Bruins captain. Yes, Um Feel bad, obviously, for, for Patrice Bergeron, but this is the perfect opportunity. If I'm the Florida Panthers, got to find a way to split here. You've got to find a way to take game one, especially with Bergeron out of the lineup and the Bruins somewhat under the weather. Still to come, Minnesota against Dallas. <laughs> this series isn't being talked about enough no. because of the history between these teams. Oh, okay. Well, the Minnesota North Stars. <laughs> yes. Yes. Were the precursor to the mm -hmm. Dallas Stars. Yes. Now, you can't call them North Stars because it's down south. So, the, the only sense. reason the Stars are called what they are in Dallas is because they came from Minnesota. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you've got the Minnesota Wild, the, the uh, team that came along after the North Stars eventually uh, departed. So, there's some real intricacies going through this series in the back <laughs> channels. The, I mean, the. the the players themselves, the coaches, everybody's uh, that's water under the bridge. Um, it's so wild because I'm going to make myself sound terrible right now. I didn't even associate that until this very moment. And, mm. I, and I, know, I know I should be better there, but it's been so far down my list of series to like really dig into that I just didn't put that together until the, this the very moment. The fan bases will. Yeah, of course. The 100%. players, the coaches, everybody else, yeah. bad. It's, it's, it's another series. But the fan bases, this is awesome. And to wrap up night number one, Edmonton will host the Los Angeles Kings. Yeah, for LA, it's tough, right? Because you don't have Kevin Fiala for game one or Gabe Velarde. So that's a tough go for the Los Angeles Kings in game one. But... 
by virtue of being the team that starts on the road. I, I Listen, I get it. Home ice advantage is important and it means something. But if the Kings can find a way to split in Edmonton, I think they're going to be in a pretty good spot in this series. I know it sounds crazy, but I actually like the Kings over the Oilers in this series. Well, that's a series where you could see multiple starters on both <laughs> sides. Yes. Like, I think you will see it in L.A. Yeah. Because they're built that way. Sure, yeah. And if Stuart Skinner stumbles, let's see where, where it goes. I would not be shocked if all four goaltenders are used in this series. Yeah. Not and, at all. And it might not be because somebody's terrible. Sure. Might just be to change things up on one side or the other. I, I Part of me argues, or part of me would argue, that the Edmonton Oilers would prefer it be Stuart Skinner's net. And if there's going to be a change in Edmonton, I think it might because might be because Stuart Skinner does stumble. It's all over the Carolina's going to play two yeah, in, yeah. in their first round. Yeah. Uh, Florida's going to play two in their first round. Bobrovsky's yeah. going to get in there yeah, at, right. at some right. point. Because Toronto played two in their first round. I wouldn't put it past them. They might them. play an e-bug. Might have to. Uh, <laughs> so there's... It's going to be a record-setting playoff, is my prediction, for most different starters. You can't quantify this, but it's going to be the most different starters not forced by injury. Sure. A lot of times, guys have been forced to make changes by injury. Mm -hmm. This will be by choice. Big coaches. Minnesota is another one. Mm -hmm. We'll, We'll see what happens there. Won't happen in Dallas. Won't happen in Winnipeg. I can guarantee you mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. on on those two fronts. Boston, do I think Jeremy Swayman could get in at some point? Yeah, yeah. I, that one would probably be because injury, but it's a, a heck of a uh, player to have up your sleeve. A uh, w- couple of the notes I want to bring up: uh, Kale McCarr is set to return for game number one for the Colorado Avalanche, so that's big news. Mm-hmm. Nashville Predators still evaluating their exit interviews. Uh, They have a change at general manager in Barry Trotz. Mm -hmm. John Hines, they haven't said whether he's coming back for sure. Uh, I thought he did a great job down the stretch. Uh, John Hines, a big, big fan of uh, of John, the guy. Yeah. And Brad Trey Living, mutually parts ways with with the Calgary Flames. The writing was on the wall here sure. when he turned down a contract off in midseason. Uh, John Shannon told us that uh, last Thursday, uh, VGK Insider, uh, NHL Insider uh, on this show. Uh, I'm I'm proud of him. I don't know what direction they're going to go, to mm-hmm. be quite honest, but it did sound like Daryl Sutter has more control over that franchise in the future than anybody else because he is tight with ownership. I don't yeah. fault him for that, fault him for that at, at, at all. Trees brought him in. Um, Trees is a great hockey man. Uh, I would hire him in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've exchanged messages with him today uh, about what uh, what's happened, uh, and he's just a, a wonderful human being. And I'm I I couldn't do this, do that, just like walk away from sure. a job like that. Yeah. I couldn't. I admit that. That's pretty pretty gutsy. It it is. It's it's gutsy and it's. Um unusual and and i think that when you when you know it's done or when you know that it's time to move on the hardest thing in the world to do is to make that decision and and there's there's got to be a lot of respect so i there. wonder if he knew daryl's coming back yeah daryl's got a contract uh-huh. if he knew daryl's coming back okay is that an 
unwinnable situation with the players in that room. It's and absolutely. Why, yeah. Why bother? Now, I, I agree with that. Paycheck's paycheck. Now, Brad's family mm-hmm. is, they're okay. <laughs> Brad's dad is one of the greatest entrepreneurs in Canada. Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're okay. Okay. But still, it's one of 32 drops. I, I'll be honest with you. Um, I would walk away if I had to try to bridge the gap and and mend the fences when it comes to Daryl Sutter and the and the players in the room. Like, nah, I, nah, I, I think that I think it's an unwinnable position. I don't think 100%. you mend those fences, but I'd still take the the job and own a salary. <laughs> I, and like you guys sort that out by yourself. Uh, just a, a personal note: uh, Ron Hexall was let go the other day, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, and Brad Living gone from Calgary. There's now only two. There used to be four, two former Brandon Wheat Kings that are general managers hmm. for the National Hockey League. Can you name them? Well, I would imagine Kelly McCrimmon. Yep. Uh, I don't Brad know. Brown, there's Kevin Cheveldeo. Oh, I was going to say that. Oh, jeez. And, and they go head-to-head. Head-to-head. In this yeah. series, Kelly was an assistant coach in Chevy's last year. I, I'm telling you. All the times you've mentioned it all circles back, baby. Yeah, all the time you've mentioned cheating and on homework, I should have known math. That yeah. wasn't homework. Huh. I cheated right in class. Oh, okay, off shovel day off. I was giving you too much. No, credit. no, I, clearly I, too I, much. Credit. I wasn't doing any homework, which is why I had to cheat in class <laughs> off uh, off shovel day off. Yeah, all right. And Kelly and 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 Chevy both know it. Chevy was awesome with me in, in taking care of that. Those are your one timers news and notes from around the National Hockey League. For what's the day today? It's Monday, and what month is it? It's April on Fox Sports Las Vegas. <laughs> When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. People should uh, contact me for a playoff edition cameo, don't you think, Chappie? No, I, I don't think so. Come on. No, no. I mean, Happy ha- playoffs. You, cameo you, edition you, you, from Darren Millard. All you've not done this he podcast. Just gave us, he just gave us a free cameo. Yeah. There it is. All you've not done on this on this show is promote your, uh, your other podcast, so... Uh, I promoted the chirp, didn't I? No, you promoted. I talked about you, Ray Ferraro. No, yeah. that was last week. I'm talking about. I know, today. but I talked about that today with Ray Ferraro. He said on the chirp last week. Download no, it. He said, he said, he said all and the VGK yeah, okay. today yeah, yeah. is available all with all yeah. the announcers uh, from the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, that's a daily podcast, ten to twelve minutes. With all the uh, stuff that he's doing, I'm surprised we haven't changed catching up with Chapman. Oh wait. That's right. What what else am I promoting today? Yeah. I'm a busy guy. Yeah. So I I told you I have like nine jobs with Darren Millard. (laughs) So, so about this Minnesota Dallas series, like I, I, I feel like there's probably more animosity on the Minnesota side than there is a Dallas side. For sure. Right? Because Minnesota leaves. Like, I think about... And then Dallas won the and cup. Right away. Yeah. Like, there was only, like, a couple of years they were in Dallas, and they already won the cup. They they go back, and then they lost. But now, if memory serves correctly, Minnesota North Stars got split in half. Half went to San Jose. Half went to Dallas. Oh. And Dallas obviously got the better half. They got Medano and, and, and company. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the the Islanders and, and Panthers here, or Islanders and Hurricanes. Boy, I'm thinking NFL, Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Um, the Battle of Sebastian Ajos in that series. Come on. One of them, I, hey, I'm a geek. I, I geek out about that stuff. So one of them will will move on. The, the Swedish mm-hmm. Sebastian Ajo plays for the Islanders. Mm-hmm. And the Finnish... Sebastian Ajo plays for Carolina. So a Sebastian Ajo did score. Yes, a Sebastian Ajo did score in. Actually, he scored the first goal of of the playoffs. So hey, Matthew <laughs> Kachuk, 
Matthew Kachuk. It's two to one, Boston. The Panthers are on the board. I think if Florida can make it interesting in this game, <laughs> it'll bode well for them. I don't know whether they can win it all with Alex Lyon or Sergey Bobrovsky in that, but there's there's a natural lull after fighting so hard just to get in mm-hmm. that you're going to stumble out of the gate or just take a breather. But if they can keep it close, I would look out for them in this series. I am all in on the Florida Panthers upsetting the Boston Bruins. I think and it'd be hilarious. Patrice Bergeron's on the lineup. They yeah. got that flu going through. Who else does it affect beyond Allmark and Bergeron? Yeah, terrible timing, but great opportunity for Matthew Kachuk and the Florida Panthers, who are now on the board, 2-1 to one Boston. Ooh, Toshiba Plaza is going to be electric tomorrow night. 6.30 is the game time. Fox Sports Las Vegas pregame show at 5.30. We'll have a 90-minute show for you in the VGK Insiders program uh, here on Fox Sports Las Vegas at 4 o'clock our usual time. But uh, haircuts, beard trimming, tattoos, free tattoos, uh, kids' tattoos in Toshiba Plaza. Uh, They'll have the game on the outdoor screen if you can't get into the game. And then a show of all shows prior to Game 1 between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Winnipeg Jets. We'll talk to you tomorrow. The playoffs are here.